This is Sydney. This is Peyton. And let's get booked okay. up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay guys welcome uh before we start sydney has some book news for us sydney what's your news did you see the hbo max news so hbo max bought the rights for harry potter the series from warner brothers and i just read an article on it today and they're like we want to make it a decade long Oh series. my gosh, I did not know that. Because they want to make it accurate. I just read it like literally on the car ride to the oh Airbnb. Oh my god. So they're going to cast like 12 year olds <gasps> and it's going to I... go. Isn't that going to be so cool? It's going to be like Game yes. of Thrones. Yes. Harry Potter. Um, and they also greenlit another Game of Thrones prequel. Yeah, I, I don't see remember that. what exactly about, but I saw that they did greenlight another uh, prequel for Game of Thrones. So, yeah. Oh, that's exciting. I love I was that. in the middle. My other little... Sorry, go. Oh, you go. No, you go. Yours is, on, yours is more on topic, I promise. Oh, I was in the middle of seventh period when uh, I got a text from my friend Sydney. Now you're Sydney. Wait, what the... <laughs> Keep it in. Keep it in. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I, I did. writing it down. She said cut it out. <laughs> okay. I was in the middle of seventh period when my friend Sam texted me. And I got it on my watch. So I looked at it. And my kids were independently reading. So it's not like I was in the middle of anything. Uh, and I looked at the text and she, in all caps, like, there's going to be a new Harry Potter show. And I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, please be about the Marauders. Please, 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 please. That would have been I, so and good. And she said, no, it's like uh, totally accurate, like exactly what you just said. And I was like, yay, that's going to be so cute and so good. But also, oh, okay, but wait. Like, but picture what HBO Max did with Game of Thrones. I know. And now we're getting all these prequels. So maybe we'll get the Marauders eventually. We might be in our mid 30s but I'm maybe okay with we'll that. get it i'm okay with that i just need it and in a not curse a child yeah that's actually prologue we probably shouldn't touch that i think um no yeah we need an alternate yeah. uh like that series jk rowling herself like you know ew but also she said herself like oh no that's not canon that's not real i just wrote that for fun what's wrong with you like then, why did you publish like, add it? Add that to the. <laughs> why would you put your name add on that it? to the very long list of things that are wrong with her? Yeah, like if you're just writing stuff just to write it, go home. Don't publish it. Don't make it go into home. a play. Keep put that in the drafts on your and Microsoft it can stay there. Leave or it alone. you know what? Publish it on um, Ao3 under a pseudonym. What pen? <laughs> Post it somewhere else. <laughs> this is fanfic. That doesn't go to Broadway. It's just that goes to fanfiction.net. No. Oh my gosh. That's where that belongs. Oh my okay. God. No, I did see that. I'm so excited. <sighs> um, let me, okay, wait. Actually, let me see. I can't remember what the Game of Thrones one is about. Let me look. Game of Thrones. Thrones. I don't remember what it is. Hmm. 
Dunk and egg. But I don't know what that... Like, I, I don't even know what that is. The Hedge Knight? A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, the Hedge Knight. But... I, but I don't, don't know. know what that is. Game of Thrones, Dunkin Egg people. I don't know what Dunkin Egg is. Am I an idiot? Let me look. It says it's set in the age when the Targaryen line still holds onto the Iron Throne and the memory of the last dragon has not yet passed from the living memory. Mm. Great destinies, powerful foes, and dangerous exploits. So maybe it's like after Dances of Dragons, yeah. but before the fall. Sounds like it. Oh. I feel like we would know who these people were if we finished the book. They're Duncan Patal and his squire Egg. Okay. Egg. I mean, it's not like I know who those people are, but there's an answer. Okay, well, cool. Yeah, I feel like it's probably after House of the Dragon. Yeah. Like, chronologically. Oh, yeah, it says after the last dragon has not yet passed from living memory. Okay, well, cool. Oh, and, Me. and, people think that this means we're going to get um, the Jon Snow spinoff. I have seen that, and I it know. makes me so happy, because I love Jon Snow with I my know. whole heart. I know, but you know what? My whole heart. His parts of the book right now, they're the most boring. I'm sorry. How I far am... in are you? 83% in. So. Okay. Further than me. But also his storyline in the first book is also boring. I mean in the first movie. Oh yeah. He just goes to the you know what I mean? wall and whatever. Yeah. No. I I, I agree. Yeah. And the fact that he's just like a 13, 14 year old boy like I'm gonna be. I know. Boy. I cannot. Get out of here John. It's so hard John. to think about that like how different the ages are from the book to the movie. The show. It's not a movie. Yeah. No, that's crazy. That's well, crazy. so there's my first currently read. The first thing I'm still, still reading. Was this on my currently reads this Same. first episode? Yes, of course. Here we still are. It's okay. It's a yep. long book. Yep. It's okay. I am also still Yeah, where are you? It. I am 56%. Oh, nice. So what's happening? What's happening? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I haven't opened it. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I think I've read literally three books since I last opened uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, that was me for a hot minute. It just takes a second. I'm almost done with one of the books I brought on our trip, so I'll probably be like trapped into reading it, not in a bad yeah. way, but just like I have no other options. I do that to myself sometimes. On the ride home. Yeah. What is, what is that book? <laughs> mm -hmm. What I'm reading right now? I just got this from my mom for Easter. It's called Poison Study. And so her description to me was that it was like Game of Thrones, but published 10 years before. Hold on, you froze up. And more you badass. You froze up for just a second. Start your sentence again. Okay. So it's called The Poison Study. My mom just gave it to me for Easter. And she described it as Throne of Glass but published 10 years earlier and more what? badass. Oh. And so I'm like 70% in and I started it yesterday. And it's kind of a thick boy. Um, and it is 
really interesting. I don't know if I'd quite say Third of Glass yet, but it's a long series, so I could see it like getting there. Because you know how like Third of Glass compared to Crowd of Crowd of Midnight is like yeah. vastly different, and all of that. So right now, this girl was like in prison for murdering somebody, and she was a slave before. Oh, and mm-hmm. this guy comes up and he's like, hey, you're next to get executed and due to our rules, so that means I have to offer you this job to be the food taster for, the, like, not the king, but, like, the commander who's basically the king. Because, like, you're already set to die. Oh, so my you'd be gosh. The food taster. Yes. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Oh, my gosh. And, and she's like, cool, cool, cool. I'll do that. That's fine. Maybe I'll try to escape. But she's, like, really good at the job. Hold on. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Nothing's out there. Nothing is. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. No one's. No. You, you, uh, no. I said no. You are. You are safe. You are safe. No. <laughs> she's just looking at me. And she's like. Huh. <laughs> like let me let go. Let Sydney speak. So <laughs> like, I can't hear. Her. I didn't know. Um. But yeah, she gets really, really good at her like poison tasting job. And she's low-key falling for the guy that's supposed to be, like, in charge of her. Like, the big bad man that's, like, teaching her about poisons. What? Um, Who's, like, mean to everybody else. What, how exactly is she good at it? <laughs> like, like, eating? Like. <laughs> so, like, he trains her to, like, you have to try different parts of it. And, like, smelling oh, it. Oh. And, like, holding your so, nose like, while you tasting. Because he doesn't just want... <laughs> Exactly, because he doesn't want her to just, like, taste the food and then die and be like, oh, don't eat that. He wants her to be able to, like, taste it, not Hmm. die. Like, be able to, like, know, like, oh, this is poison. This is exactly what kind of poison it is. Spit it out because he wants to be able to know, like, oh, if it's this kind of poison, this is the person who would have gotten it. And then I'll track you down and kill them. Cool. Like, it's crazy. So she she should only die if she Mm. does her job poorly. But they're starting to fall in love, which is super cool. There's some, like, secret magic that she, like, doesn't know that she has. But she's kind of, like, it keeps coming out at certain times. Also, not rated PG-13. Like, her background history of, like, her torture and stuff. Like, pre-prison. Bad. Like, trigger warning. Like, sexual abuse. Rape. Oh, my god. Not good. Not graphic. Not graphic. Traumatic. But just, like, oh. Traumatic. But it's pretty hmm. interesting so far. So that's my other currently reading. What nice. about you? Um, I'm still reading books I was reading last time because I was in a bit of a dry spell. And then uh, I was, uh, oh, reading our... Um, well, you're a busy gal right oh now. Oh my gosh, so busy. I know. I'm dying. Um, I'm still reading The Devil's Thief, which is the second one of the Last Magician series. And it's good. It's just really slow to pick up. So I've been literally slow to pick it up. And I'm I also so. still listening slowly to Sense and Sensibility. I kind of just listen to it whenever I'm bored. Whenever I'm like, I don't want to get into a book for this like 10-minute car ride. So I'm just going to listen to this. Yeah. So going through that slowly. But um, once I finish Game of Thrones... Uh, oh, I can't remember what I was going to pick up, but I'm going to, my goal is actually, I promise you right now, I swear, I'm going to finish Game of Thrones this month. I'm going to do it. Ooh, I'm going to, thank you. Also, 
Speaking of Jane Austen, do you remember how I told you that Emma the Emma the play is going to be in the town that I'm moving to and that we should go oh see Oh my it? gosh, yes. Guess what I just found what? out about it. It's Emma Stop. the musical. Stop. Stop. <laughs> come see it with me. Oh Please. my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm yes. yes. I can't I don't even know what that would look like. Doesn't that sound It sounds though? amazing. Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. Also this this oh, you, town is literally Stars Hollow. You froze right. up again. Hold on. It's what? Oh. This town is literally Stars Hollow. You said Hollow. that. I'm so like, jealous. I love that. It has so many festivals oh. and events. So many farmers market. Cute street. Great coffee. Sandwiches. A used bookshop, but also oh. has new books. That also has like witch, witchy stuff. Oh my gosh. Like, Adorable. Like like tarot and sage and like stuff and like fresh teas all this cool stuff and whenever i was at the used bookstore he's sitting in my star's hollow town he's sitting right by the goddamn <laughs> lord he's right here <laughs> so listen <laughs> when is your time to shine girl uh, this week's guest star that's Winifred. so funny Winifred. so Winifred. okay Winifred. say it again um when I was in our teeny tiny Stars Hollow-esque used book library that has the witchy stuff, we were just like perusing and Josh pointed out this teeny tiny pocket Bible style book to me. And I was like, why do I want to see this pocket Bible? Because I, I thought that's what uh-huh. you were showing me. Guess what it, it was. was um, Guess oh, what it was. It, it was, it was the, little, the little Lord of the Rings. I love those. It was little throne of glasses, like the there's entire little... series, but literally pocket Bible. There's little ones. I have this many pictures, and like the paper is like Bible paper. Ooh, it's tiny with like the old covers. Crazy. Ah, oh. crazy. Oh my gosh. Why do you need it? Number one, why do I need a pocket version of Kingdom um, of Dawn? So, are so <laughs> many reasons. What do you need? <laughs> Oh my gosh! But I thought you had—I thought you had to know. And Winnie is what's her she's fucking here problem? Hey, said so take okay. me to the new house, mom. She's gonna sit behind me, is what she wants to. Do. <laughs> and there she is in her spot, like a little person. Sweet baby girl. Anyway. Awesome. That's pretty much it. You have anything else? No, I do not. I don't think. I really do have the feeling like I'm... Life updates, bookish things. Hold on, say that again, because I wasn't even going to say anything. Oh, I said life updates, bookish things. (laughs) You froze. (laughs) Life updates, bookish things, anything? Um, I don't know. I mean, not bookish things. We bought a house. Are you going to have a library? Yeah, kind of. It'll be a minute before I get real bookshelves. Right now, all my books are cramped on my little Ikea carts and my little baby bookshelves. Aww. But um, one day. Make Blake build you some. I know, right? Or or order them from Target. Either way. <laughs> eh, exactly. Yeah. Is it is it the Utah Shakespeare Festival? Okay. It is. It runs from June until, like, literally the end of September. 
So, like, the dates are endless that you could come. They show all the shows all summer. I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> It'll be so much fun! Oh, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Oh. Yeah. Alright. And we can go to yeah. Zion while you're here. All the things. And you could meet up I with know. Tanner. I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay. Cool. Yes. Um, so there you go. Those are all the books that we're reading and some fun book news. So yeah. let's go. So fast. <laughs> All right. Up next, we're going to review and recap Killers of a Certain Age, our most recent buddy read. So, Peyton, what were your, like, first impressions of the book? Oh, my God. I don't even remember reading this book. Um, <laughs> Let's see. I read it in, like, two single days. So, two whole days. It's a blur. It was. Um, it is a fast first, read. It was. It was such a fast read. So if you're looking for something that's like quick, maybe get you out of a reading slump because um, it's just like quick and enjoyable. Try this. Um, but it was, I was just having fun with it. Like at first I was like, oh, this is such a cool concept of how this organization came to be and how she got into this organization. Um, <laughs> She wants to your hand back. My thumb. <laughs> she, she wants your hand back. Trying, she's trying to eat my thumb. Jesus. Okay. But it was just, it's just a fun, entertaining, fast read. And I think that was my first impression. Yeah. It was like a perfect airplane book. Like light, yes. fast. You don't have to think too hard, but it's still like enjoyable. Not yes. totally predictable, like, like I wouldn't oh, say yeah. that the twists were big, but it also wasn't predictable. I I agree, and you know what? With this kind of book, where I was just like having fun with it, I wasn't um um not like in like not that I wasn't invested, but it was just kind of like light and fun. I wasn't yeah. even expecting a twist, so when the twist no. happened, I was like. <gasps> what like super shocked because i wasn't even thinking to like hey think about a twist coming soon so that was fun yeah so speaking of the twist let's like jump in give context just like go all the way through kind of set the scene we start out on a cruise ship and it's basically like the golden girls on a cruise but they're also trained assassins and it's their retirement party and I (laughs) love all of their different personalities they are so different and it's amazing our narrator is named Billy and she's kind of like Billy the badass like low key she's cold she She just loves to kill people (laughs) not in like a bad way like she only kills people that did bad things because that's like what their job is but she is like rough and tough all by herself she don't need no man she don't need anything and then we've got Natalie, who reminds me of the really tall, skinny aunt in Mamma Mia that's, like, flirting with all, like, the young men at the beach. Oh, that's funny. I like that. That's who she reminds me of. Uh-huh. 
Mm-hmm. We have Helen, who's like really thoughtful and she loved being like a wife and now she's a widow so she's super sad and we're all super worried about Helen mm-hmm. and then we have Mary Alice who's kind of a hot mess but like the sweetest lesbian you've ever met so in love with her wife but her wife doesn't know that she's an assassin which is gonna cause some beef and she is stressed Mary Alice is stressed about her wife the entire time oh yeah it's, and she's so it's adorable day. yeah so sweet. So that's kind of our characters. And they worked for this organization called the Museum. And the museum is set up in this kind of like weird hierarchy. And there's three different sections. So it's like provenance, which I really should have looked up what provenance even means. I thought the exact same thing. They kept <laughs> saying this word and I was like, I should know what the We're going to look it up right now. Because the... <laughs> The side of provenance, they do, like, all of the research and, like, intel. So I just, like, assumed it meant, like, some kind of, I don't know, spying, intelligence work. Oh, no. Peyton just made a face. Well, no. It's just, there's just a few definitions, and I just don't know which one fits the best. The beginning of something's existence or something's origin. Actually, that might make sense. Because provenance looks up the people that they're going to, like be targeted they decide and they who, propose yeah. it and so then also sense. oh this one they both make sense hold on Ooh. let me read this a record of ownership of a work of art or an antique used as a guide to authenticity or or quality uh which makes sense because the museum it's called the museum all of their terms are like museum based so that both of those make sense that's actually amazing. And the fact that it's like you said it was like validating like the antiquity and like the authenticity. And that's what they uh-huh. do. Like they look mm-hmm. into the people, decide like what they did wrong, if they really did it, like gather all the data. That makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't look this word up the first moment <laughs> I read it. And the first like, I don't know, 30 times that uh-huh. I read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that's the first section. They decide who's a target, who are the – like, people who kill, who are they going to go kill? And it's always, like, the museum, it started out as Nazi hunting. So they would And specifically, find- like, Nazi hunting, but also, like, looking for Nazis that stole artwork. So mm-hmm. they're, like, monuments men, if you've ever seen that movie. Like, hunting it down, finding the artwork, artwork taking it back, and re- returning it to its rightful place. Yeah. But now they're like, there's not a whole lot of Nazis. So we got to like get rid of like dictators and like sex <laughs> we traffickers. We did our job too well. <laughs> no more Nazis. <laughs> and then the next group. Oh, gosh. What are they even called? The like bomb and makers. Oh. Oh. They didn't say that group's name as much. So I'm kind of like, oh. No. Uh. Oh my god, I don't remember. And I don't have like a physical book of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, Killers of a Certain Age was also a book of the month's book. I didn't know that. Oh. oh. Let's see. Oh, shit. I'm so stupid. I have no idea. Oh. Oh, 
I need more information than the synopsis. I don't have Dang it. it. Oh, here's a review. Maybe it'll say it in the review. I can't can't find it. I know. Oh, Oh well. It's the guys that make the bombs. What the hell? I wish if I got it, hold on, let me try to see if I can get it on Libby. If it's available. Oh, study guide. Oh, yeah, because if I open it in the Kindle app, I can search it. Yeah, that's what I was going to do, but my uh, Kindle did be dead. Read now in the Kindle app. Go! Because I just downloaded it on Libby, and then it will load in my Kindle. Go! Oh, perfect. Okay, I found it. Okay, 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 okay. Start with an M, I feel like. Okay. Search. What should I search for? Bomb? Yeah. Acquisitions. Ah, perfect. Okay, so let me back it up. So then the second area under, like, the board of directors is called the acquisitionist. Or, like, it's the acquisition section. And so, you know, that's whenever, like, you get all the stuff. And those people, like, make the bombs, make, like, pass out the guns, like, do all the things, acquire the poisons, like, whatever you need to, like, do the job. Then the third group, which is, like, where Billy, Natalie, Helen, and Mary Alice belong to, were the exhibitionist. So, like, they're the ones, like, carrying out the kill. Crazy. So it's it's all, like, that museum terminology, but... It's really just the people who make the bombs, the people who say who dies, the people who go and kill. So it's kind of cool. All of the um, uh, what was I saying? I'll start that again. It's kind of cool uh, how they turn all this terminology into something for their organization. And then there's the directors. They're the people like in charge, in charge. Uh, they sign off on everything. And then they even have, I think it says they've got curators. The directors each have a curator who works for them and works with them and works with the department that they're in charge of. So it's like kind of fun, all this super secret spy, like assassin stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, we work at the museum, but really we murder people. It's crazy and so cool. It's pretty cool. So like well thought out, like the hierarchy and like. All three board of directors have to vote unanimous, unanimously to oh, kill yeah, anybody. Yeah. So it's like ethical assassins. It's just really cool how they laid it all out. But obviously there's a little kink in the system, as we're about to see. 
because <laughs> our little golden girls are on their cruise ship and things start getting a little bit weird and they're like <laughs> and they notice some people that work for the museum that are on the boat and they're like why are they here like who's the hit and like why are we here on our retirement cruise while they're trying to assassinate somebody else like that's super weird and then they're like oh wait is it us it can't be us right is it is it me (laughs) (laughs) am i the problem is it me is it me (laughs) so they get kind of nosy because obviously like why wouldn't you be nosy and they break into this man's um suite find a bomb and they're like oh no even if we're not the target which we're pretty sure we are but even if we're not they don't care that we're here. They're going to blow up this boat. So they're and trying to like diffuse. Oh, you go. That's one of the museum's things is no matter what, like don't get innocence involved. You only kill this person who has done these terrible things. You don't get anyone else involved. So they were like, why would someone from the museum plant a bomb here when it's going to kill like more than more people than just whoever it's on? And they're these old ladies, right? So everyone's assuming, even people who work for the museum, who worked with them, they're all assuming like, oh, they're not going to know what to look for. They're not going to do all this. They're not going to suspect anything. And they do. They're immediately, they know that something's off because they have these killer, <laughs> killer instincts <laughs> <laughs> that they have used for an entire lifetime. Yeah. And so these ladies, like they found the bomb. They're like, we got to learn how to defuse it. But they're also like, we're old ladies. We are not high tech. Turning off this bomb is going to be a problem because we're not going to like hot wiring and like doing all that little stuff. So like, okay, we'll just confront the guy, ask him what's up, <laughs> have a normal conversation. And then he appears in his suite and is like, haha, now I have to like really murder you. Fuck you guys. And they're like, what? And then we see Billy go into like ninja Laura Croft. I don't even know. Spider monkey mode. And, like, jump on his back and, like, <laughs> she chokes him out. Like, it's crazy. It's just a little 60-year-old grandma beating up this, like, I don't know. I pictured him as, like, a 30-year-old guy. Yeah, yeah. His name was Brad. Yeah. And she murders him so fast. So fast. So fast. Because he's not suspecting her. He's, like, underestimating her, which. Yeah, he's like, hey, old don't lady. Don't do that. Don't, don't do it. Okay. So that happens. They're like, oh, man, like we are the targets. We got to get out of here. Also, this bomb's going to go off because we were supposed to ask him how to turn it off. And instead, I, we got carried away. We murdered him. So they're like, devise this whole escape route and they get out of there. But they're in a whole different country. So Billy's got to call her homie Minka, who I don't e- I don't even know what's up with Minka. She's just like no. a sweet little Ukrainian girl. I want yep. a Minka side story. Yeah. And she gets to them like. New identities, new papers, and they fly off to Billy's secret safe house in New Orleans, which is just so fun. So fun. And there they kind of reconvene and they're like, oh my gosh, like what the heck is happening? And then they kind of get at that point, get in contact with um, someone that they know from the museum and they know that there has been a kill order initiated on them and so um they didn't know they, why yeah they had no they, they had no idea why they would be coming after them so um, they called this guy named sweeney that they thought was like chill he was he was also retired 
He's like, he must have heard yep. the tea. Like, what's up? So he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, so they, guys. Like, I'll come, I'll come meet you. I'll come help out. Oh, you okay? Yeah, I'm. I was looking at a few reviews from killers of a certain age to see if I was crazy or not, and we're mm-hmm. not crazy. Um. Anyway, not crazy about what? Just that it was like meh. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was just looking at it. Oh, you're good. So they call up Sweeney and they're like, hey, like, why is there a kill order? And Sweeney's like, oh, yeah, there's a rumor that, like, y'all were taking side jobs and, like, making side money. They're like, you know we would never do that. He's like, well, I know, but I don't know. That's what they're saying. Oh, well. He's like, I'll come and help y'all out. Where should we meet? So they're not dumb. They're like, we'll meet in a public place. Be super, super secrety. Have secret signs. They all have their cool costumes are set up. And, like, just, like, the imagery of how they were set up in this specific scene and how they, like, broke it all down. Yeah. I think it was done really well. If you've been to New Orleans, then the scene that the author paints is so easy to see. I mean, it's exactly what you see when you're in Jackson Square or anywhere on those streets in New Orleans. Um, Because it's, like, a couple of them were at restaurants that had balconies that were overlooking the streets, which, like, so easy to picture. Um, And then some of them were – peddling like random art pieces or something on the the wire the wire what is it iron <laughs> the iron fences um and then billy herself One's like playing she, music yeah oh yeah yeah that's right she's like playing smooth jazz over there yeah <laughs> and billy is undercover as a uh she's doing tarot card readings and it's like yes all of those things 100 percent every single day that's happening i've literally got my palms red at a card like card table stand set up in front of Jackson Square, like it, it was Billy. Been Billy. It, it was Billy. It was her. So he shows yep. up. They're t- they're talking, and she's in her her hidden outfit. He doesn't know where any of the other ladies are, and he's like, "Where are the other girls?" And she's getting a bad vibe. And then she notices another person from the museum circling, or she gets a signal from somebody. She's like, "Oh yeah, they've got all these secret signals." And the girl who's the I don't remember which one was playing music, but she's playing music, and her notes start getting a little bit weird. And that was her cue to Billy that like, "Oh, something's off." So Billy's like, "Maybe someone's working with Sweeney," but Sweeney is not here to be nice and do what he says he's going to. So then Billy sends a signal because she's like, "Oh." Whoever it was saw something bad. I'm sending a signal. Helen's a sharpshooter. She's supposed to like shoot from her balcony down and kill Sweeney, and she freezes. So then Billy's got to shoot him in the middle of Jackson Square, and, and they nothing, all just bolt so fast. I yeah, it's like no one. It, it it's like the author doesn't write anything about like people nearby because there had to have been people nearby hearing the shot. And I literally asked Josh. <laughs> like, I was nothing. like. I was like, was is there any kind of suppressor that like you wouldn't notice if it went off? And he was like, Yeah, like you could do that. I was like, Okay, but this guy's like um, slumped over dead, bleeding out. Like, no, no yeah, one's not gonna yeah. notice that. Even if you yeah. don't notice the sound, God notice this old man literally bleeding out. And the old Adam. woman sprinting away from him <laughs> <laughs> right afterwards. So that happens, and obviously they got a blast. So they're back at the safe house, and they're like, we got to get out of here. But also, that's when Mary Alice's wife shows up, and she's pissed. She's so pissed. She's like, are you a spy? 
and she's like, uh, not a spy, just a, just an assassin. I've only been killing hundreds of people over the past 40 years. And her wife is like, we are not talking. We are not happy. Oh, about her, this. her wife is pissed. Akiko, right? Yeah. She's mad. She is so mad. She's like, you lied to me. I'm your wife. We've been married for five years and that's five years of whatever. And then Mary Alice is just so deflated after that. She is so so sad. sad. She's so sad with herself. She's so disappointed in herself. And it's like, you were doing your job and keeping your wife safe. But like, yeah, I'd be pissed too, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. You're an assassin. You couldn't care to tell me. Oh, Oh, my gosh. So during like this entire book, there's also flashbacks. That are like kind of relevant to like their different skill sets that are super fun. Oh yeah, fun. those are like my favorite parts. So you get to see them whenever they're like they're newly recruited and all these things. I thought that like we were gonna find out who set them up from the flashbacks, but we didn't. So that kind of oh uh, that would have been kind of a little tiny bit, almost. Oh never mind. But like, do you remember who the bad guy was? <laughs> well, but because he, he used. The guy yeah. that she stole the kill from. So yeah, I'll cut. We'll cut that out. But not, but not the big bad guy. I thought no. that like it was gonna be someone that like we didn't know except for from the flashbacks. That's okay because they were just really interesting and also all the ways yeah. that she described like killing people from like the so creative to, like to the poisons, like all the things. I want to know like is it legit? Yeah, how do you know all this? There's going to be some very specific (laughs) things. Yeah. So after this, they're like, hey, we got to go. We cannot stay in New Orleans. Everybody knows we're here. They're like, where the heck else do we go? And Helen's like, oh, yeah. I just so happened to have bought this mansion in England where we did all of our training. But I've never actually been there. I just bought it. I never went back. My husband bought it for me under an LLC. Yeah, like, these people wow. are so rich. How convenient. Everything's under an LLC. Everything's like hidden Cayman's money. Crazy. But so they pick up and they go to England and they're like staying at this place where they got all of their basic training, which is super cool. Kind of reminiscent, super fun for um the flashbacks to like for them to be there and then flashback to their time there was super cool. And then they hatch a plan of like, well, what are we going to do? We got this kill order and they're not going to stop. And then like, like, there's no other choice. Like you couldn't change your identity, like go into hiding. Like we don't obviously. need to use our words. <laughs> Send a letter. Kill. Nothing. <laughs> so no questions asked. No communication yeah. with anybody. They're like, we have to murder the board of directors. So the first guy was easy to find because they used to work with him all the time. And he was like, after every kill and for every holidays, I like to go to a spa. So they went and hijacked his spa and killed him because they made, like, a nicotine-like tea, basically. And if you inhale it or if it, like, gets on your skin and goes into your pores, you just, like, die. And he got it slathered all over him because they tricked him into thinking he was getting some – Yeah, they tricked him into thinking he was getting some complimentary mud treatment thing and they disguised themselves and he had no idea who they were and they wrapped him up in this nicotine uh, like mixture thing. I don't know. And he's like, oh, it smells funny. And they say, oh, it's just a new uh, elite treatment just for you. (laughs) And he's like, I I can't breathe. I I can't breathe. 
crazy. Like, that's one that I want to know if it's real, first of all. Uh, also, same. what a bad spy to get caught so off guard. Right? You know what I mean? And then he oh. looks at them, like, when he's, you know, about to die, he looks at them and he's like, oh, no, not you. And it's like, what? You recognize that now? Yeah. It took like, you a you second. You recognize it. You got naked before you looked them in the yeah, face? Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. what? Mm. What? So there's that murder, and then they go back, and they're like, okay, all is well. We got to plan the next one. And the next one is some guy who lives in Paris who I guess they knew pretty well. Like, they knew, like, all of his tea to, like, search through his family history, like, where he would have bought this particular house. They got it. And they have to hike through the catacombs in Paris, which gives me the heebie-jeebies, but also a big, like, 39 Clues throwback in my brain. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. So they, like, sneak in there, go up, and he is prepared. He is a good spy because his house is, like, locked tight. He's got (laughs) – is it Blake? No, Winnie just went and laid in her crate. Oh, okay. It sounded like papers flipping. I knew it would be loud. It's okay. Dumb bitch. I'm sorry. (laughs) So this next one, they're going through the catacombs, and this guy is a good spy because he's got guards everywhere. His place is locked up tight. But because Natalie is kind of crazy and always going on dates, always hooking up, she's like, oh, I dated a guy who really liked having sex in the catacombs. They go everywhere. We should go through the tunnels and sneak into his house. And they're like, okay, sounds great. So they do Great. That. Glad we had that information. Thank you. I loved her. Her oh, sexy yeah. stories were so funny. She was so funny. So they like sneak up. There is like bathroom, get in and go to murder him in his sleep. And he wakes up, like slashes somebody's throat, also presses like the emergency button, like, Ayo, like guards come up here. But like, it's already done. Like they cut his jugular, they cut like his ulnar yeah. artery, and they're like blasting out of there. And somehow no one follows them. They don't get caught. Good for those grandmas. Whenever they're talking about like how far they're running and like all of the climbing and stuff, I'm like, my mm-hmm. knees and back would hurt. I cannot imagine being a 60 year old. Yeah. And they Ew. say like when they're in the catacombs. So Helen, who is already super creeped out and is like, I'm not going to the catacombs. I don't care. I'm done. I'm not doing that. They tell her, they're like, well, you had pneumonia last year. Like you can't. Only a healthy person like with healthy lungs can go in. And it's like tiny little things where it's like, oh, yeah, they are yeah. like they're really not really old, but they're in their 60s. And it's like they they mentioned yeah. so many times like we're not where we used to be. Oh, this would have been so easy 20, 40 years ago. I don't know. And it's just kind of funny little reminders of like their real their real life, not real life because it's fiction. But you know what I mean? Yeah, I love that. It was just like always like sprinkled in which is really cool yeah so that was the paris murder and now they have one board of director left and it took them a long time to figure out like how to get him because they're like he's gonna be tricky and that's when we get this flashback of billy accidentally like quote unquote poaching this job but it didn't really seem like she did it seemed like she was just like in fight or flight mode this guy, the last, job. the last director, yeah. he – sorry. No, you, you do, do it. it. Okay. You do it. Uh, yeah, in this job, when it's in a flashback, it's – Billy is supporting, like in a supporting role basically for this last board – this last director on the board. And, um, and so she – and – 
sorry, hold on. Okay, let me do this again. They are going to kill basically like the last known Nazi in, in Hitler's inner circle. And she has this art piece that is really emotionally important to all of the women on this team, the like Natalie and, and Billy and all of them. And so she and this guy go in and this old woman is ready. Like she's in her 90s. She's maybe 100. I don't know. She's old, 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 but she is ready. They think she's fast asleep and she sits up, gets up. She shoots him in the shoulder or like grazes him or something. And so Billy, trying to save this man's life, kills her. And he is so mad at her. And he is mad at her for years. Like he holds a grudge on her taking his kill. And he's like, that was Literally. the last- yeah. The next like 40 years. Yeah. I mean, still for holding a grudge. Such a long time. And he's mad at her. He's like, that was my kill. And she was like, she was going to kill you. I was trying to save you. She was going to get another good shot in because you weren't going for it. And he's, he's just mad at her. And it's like, wow, dude. And he's really kind of sexist about it too. He's like, you're just a woman. You're just supposed to be here to like uh, support me and make sure like everything else goes to plan. And she's like, uh, what? Excuse me? <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting my laptop charger. Okay. This laptop is so heavy. Oh, I don't understand. Sorry for the interruption. Okay, so yeah, like, he's a sexist jerk and just sucks. Flat out. So, they remember this um, painting. It's like something of Sheba. And they see it all of a sudden pop up, like, for sale somewhere. And they're like, oh, we don't do that. We return our stuff to its rightful owner. We do not put it up for auction. Like, this is crazy. He's trying to get us out. But they're like, it's a trap, but we're going to go anyways. So they set up a plan, and there's some more flashbacks, like sexy hot flashbacks with Billy and this guy called Tabiner. And then all of a sudden, Mary Alice and Helen and Natalie call up Tabiner, and they're like, we need you. Come here. Don't tell Billy. And he shows up, like, knight in shining armor, even though I don't really know what he did. Yeah, I'm also still not sure about his contribution. <laughs> I don't I don't know, because, like, so they show up to this auction, and, like, their plan gets foiled pretty fast. So I don't know what he was supposed to do. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he, like, kind of barely helped, because, like, Billy gets caught, everybody gets caught, except for Minka, Akiko, and Tabiner, which is good, because, like, Minka and Akiko are, like, throwing flaming potatoes. <laughs> the yeah, they they did have a plan, and it involved... 
a menopause app with cats that would meow when your cycle synced up. I forgot about menopause. <laughs> Men- menopause. Get that it? was part Pause. of their um, – because they were like no communication, no text, no nothing. And so they were but using this app. But men are never going to look at a menopause app. <laughs> right? Exactly. No one's tracking the menopause app that's perfectly synced up and that they all know when exactly the flying – flaming potatoes are gonna hit and when uh gilcrest the director that billy is is uh gets caught by um he's like you're so stupid you've really lost your edge like i can't believe you sent that text message with your location services on and later when the flaming potatoes come through and everything's going down and she's like "Ah, i gotcha i gotcha i'm not so stupid after all she says like uh, just because like I'm an old lady doesn't mean I don't understand location services. Like that's literally and, like she was an assassin for forty years. You think yeah. she doesn't know about location services? I don't think those instincts are just gonna go away. Like oh, I'm retiring. I don't know anything anymore. No, and like maybe she doesn't know how to like code or like I don't know like hijack someone's website, but she knows to turn off location services on her phone. She's not stupid. No, she's not, not, none of them are stupid. And that's exactly why they succeed because these guys just assume that they don't know anything. Yeah. Stupid. But this is also where we see the twist. Because this yeah, whole time yeah. we're like, we're like, who put up this dossier? Because at the guy in Paris that they killed, they like grabbed up the file on them. They're like, this is the sloppiest, shittiest file I've ever seen anyone ever put up proposing someone to get murdered. Like, what is going on? Who could have done this? And they still, like, don't really know. But they're pissed that the board of directors signed off on it anyway, so that's why they're getting murdered. And then she gets in the car before this Flaming Potatoes thing happens, and she bumps into this guy, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, bro. And he goes, I'm sorry, too. She looks, it's this guy, Martin, who's been helping them the whole time. Helping, air quotes. Fuck a a bitch named Martin. I feel like every week we say, fuck a bitch named, and then whoever the bad guy is. But really, what, what jerk is Martin? <laughs> that made me that made me mad. And okay, I with this one, I'm not expecting a twist. I'm not no. expecting anything. At this point, I'm just having fun. It's light. It's I mean, there's murder, but it's whatever. And it's funny all of a murder. sudden. Yeah. It, and we're murdering Nazis. Like, that's fine. Um yeah. And he's he's just there, and I'm like, wait, what? Huh? Who? And he's, like, leaking them information, like, saying things, like, checking up on them the whole time. And they're like, man, we love a little dork named Martin. Like, they literally picked him to contact because he was a dork who was always nice to them. Turns out the dork was, like, wanting evil villain status. He basically, like, put them up as a target and wanted them to kill off all of the directors so that he could be the lone director because he was a curator so he's like one step under and he's like if they all get murdered there's me and then this other girl named naomi who's pregnant so it'll be easy to push her out and then i'll be in charge of everything scheming scheming little brat uh yeah and they were also in contact with naomi a little bit as well um and they kind of suspected her at first, but they weren't really totally sure or anything. So they were they weren't really trusting her, but they trusted Martin like the whole time. Yeah. 
It's because Naomi was kind of like bitchy. But was she really bitchy or was she just good at her job? Was she just mm. like a boss? Mm. Was she just a woman good at her job? Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, insert Taylor Swift, the man. If I was the man, I'd be the man. That's Naomi. Because mm. Naomi is the man. She is pregnant Amen. as heck. Amen. And they woman. Martin so fast. Oh, she she shows up to like... In this final scene, everyone's tied up. They click the menopause app. Flaming potatoes start coming in. Tavener takes out a few people, gets them indisposed. Then he kind of disappears. Don't know what's up with him. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> Not cool. It's fine. Billy and everybody's kind of getting their shit back together. But their old ladies are kind of recovering. And then Martin bops up and, like, holds a gun to Billy's head. And Billy's like, it's all good. Like, I'll take Martin later. And Martin's like, no, you won't. Because I've seen you murder. Like, four people in the last week, you could take me out so easy. I'm going to kill you now. And he's trying to, like, escape and, like, use her body as, like, a shield. And Naomi pops up out of the middle of nowhere, pregnant as fuck, and goes, bop. Martin shoots dead. him. Dead. She said, thank goodness. Thanks for all the help, guys. Wait. Like, what do you mean, thanks for all the help? <laughs> Who did Helen kill then? Oh no, Helen got Martin. Who does Naomi get? Oh, Helen got Martin, not Naomi. Helen got Martin, and then Naomi was like, oh, it was a little to the left. (gasps) That's right. She was like judging her shot. Here's the thing about Helen, though. So I take it back. Yeah, yeah. She had the yips. She had the yips. I loved that when Billy brought that in, talking about like, it uh, might be a Ted Lasso. I know. I loved that. Uh, but Helen, you know, she she doesn't kill Sweeney. She can't go through with it. She's been off ever since her husband died. And then Billy was in trouble at the very end of this book. And Helen gets over the yips and she does it. She shoots him yeah. almost perfectly between the eye. And then Naomi comes over and she's like, mm, it's a little off centered. <laughs> Dang. Which is so funny and like Naomi kind of unravels it and it's like oh yeah I kind of got the vibe about Martin he's always been kind of slimy I've been waiting for a way to get up, get rid of him but here we are everybody's dead except for me so now now I'm in charge I'm the best bitch like, there ever was uh, exactly and she was like yeah I kind of knew what was happening to you guys the whole time I just wanted to see how it played out like she's like I'm pregnant Thanks. I'm a mama too already like I don't need any of this y'all take care of it yeah she was like I'm not I wasn't gonna get in this I was like okay honestly so th- respect the game right so then she's like hey I'll reinstate your pensions my bad on the dossier like to kill you I'll get that fixed um also can y'all be the new board of directors until like I fill these roles but also it's gonna take a while for everybody to get the memo that like they're not going to get a bonus for killing you. So y'all need to like go do something else for a little while. <laughs> and so everyone's yeah. got these plans. They're like, oh, we're going to go to Norway. Oh, we're going to go to our safe house here. And then Billy's like just casual like, oh, I remember this time that me and Tavener really liked these islands in Greece. And she's like, I'm going to go to Greece. But then like that's it. Fade to black. Like nothing happens. Like no Tavener. Yeah. Tavener. No like, like just- five years later. He, he disappears in the ending, the big fight, which, by the way, also credit to Billy because Billy's like rolling around in the grass with this guy that has a grudge against her for killing his Nazi. And she's like getting him. I mean, she got him good. Um, yeah, she did. But no, Tavener gone, escaped. 
forever. And I think it hurts so bad because, like, we have all these hot flashbacks of them, like, hooking up, making out, flirting, all these things. They had such tension. Yeah. And whenever he comes back and she, like, wasn't made aware, she was pissed. And they were, like, we were trying to figure out, like, why is she so pissed? Like, what was the deal? And it's because he proposed to her, like, three or four times and she said no. And then he finally got married. And his wife passed away recently. He's like, I knew we'd always, like, find our way back together. But then we get no conclusion of them finding their way back together. Yeah. She just says, I'm going to go to this island in Greece and I'm going to wait for him. I know he's going to come. And it's like, really? Okay. Thanks. I don't know. So So I just, I thought it was kind of, overall, I gave it 3.5 stars. I gave it a three. Mm-hmm. It's like it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. No. It's an airport book. Yeah. It wasn't deep. I mean, it was even, I mean, character development, plot-wise, story-wise. The coolest thing about it was the building of the museum, how the whole organization is set up. That was so cool. I thought that was such a great idea, and I just wasn't sure about how it was executed. Um, I, was I like the really... thoroughness of how, Sorry, start like... again. You're good. I also like the thoroughness of like how she described the assassinations, like the poisons or like whatever jujitsu moves like they were talking about, like all the things. Yeah. Like she did a lot of research or she made a lot of shit up and yeah. she did it really well. I don't know. Well, <clears throat> did you read In the, the author's, author's note? note? <laughs> <laughs> I sure did. Well, Hold like, on, let me find it. I'll, I'll read it. I'll read it. I'll read it. Because there's a beginning author's note, an ending one, and then, like, her actual, like, thank yous, uh-huh, and it's really uh-huh. cool. Um, okay, let me go through it. Scrolling, 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 scrolling. Okay, this is the author's second note. So this is right after the very end when uh, they all kind of part ways and go do their own thing. It says, author's second note. This is where an ordinary author would write the end in big letters and the story would be finished. But I'm not an ordinary author and this story will never be finished. I've changed just enough so that you can't find us even if you wanted to. And you really shouldn't try. People have died for less. I know. I was there. i love author's notes that like continue the story that like continue from the point of view i know i say as i i don't even i've only recently started reading the author's notes so maybe i'll pay more attention now i love those like there's so many like i can picture um the gallagher girls series did you read that whenever we were kids Nah. it was about like a secret spy school and so all the like intros and like prologues and not prequels what's it called prologue right no yeah at the beginning like before the first chapter yes prologue yeah, and epilogue prologue. all yeah. of those all the author's notes are like Da-da-da, if i told you now i have to kill you like all those things you know what i mean i just love a continuation of the story so good beautiful i'm a sucker for it it was still three stars, but it was good. Not like a bad three stars. No, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was fun to listen to. This is the thing 
I wish I didn't listen to it. I know, shocker. What? No, I wish I didn't listen to it because the narrator sounded like a 30-year-old woman. She sounded like Oh, so you didn't young, get like the grandma no. vibes? I think I was kind of expecting an older woman to have read it. And I know that I said I liked the little bits where it talks about them like and their old age, but it all just felt kind of like so like the author kind of just placed it there to remind you, oh, hey, by the way, you're reading about old ladies. I feel like it wasn't too consistent. It just kept popping up every once in a while. So it was like. I feel like the they could have had better old lady banter. You know what I mean? Y- yeah. I feel like their humor was pretty millennial Gen Z almost. Yeah. I would have liked and the more way they old lady banter. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, just, at least old lady, like, interest. Because there's yeah. no one, like, oh, like, I there's no, like, I knitted my blanket for my grandkids. Like, n- no, nothing, the, you know? Only time I talked about knitting needles was when they hid, like, poison or something them. in them. I don't know. In the catacombs, they did something like yeah. that. Um, I just thought it was kind of, like, it, it was all just very surface level. So it was fun. It wasn't deep. It wasn't a thinker. But it was enjoyable. No. Yeah. So... It was like a good three, not a bad three. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think that's why I gave it a 3.5. I think that's why I was so specific with it. Um, I get you. Would definitely recommend it to someone who needs to get out of a reading slump because of how fast it is. Yeah. And how you just really don't have to think about it. I would read this. Yeah. So I have some questions that are based off the book for you. Oh, yeah. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. So towards the beginning of the novel, we have the flashback of, like, when Billy gets recruited. And so basically she's been arrested for, like, beating up a cop at a protest or something. Because it's, like, the 70s, what is life? Or 60s, whatever. And they give her the proposition, like, hey, if you want to work for us, you know... All this will go away. You can never come back, though. And they kind of break it down like, you assassinate Nazis, all this, da 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 da. If it were you, would you have said yes? I, 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 I want to say I would say yes. I think, I I think would. it would be fun. As a kid, I, I always wanted fun. to be a spy. Oh my God, that was my assassin. biggest dream. That was lit. Ask, ask 10 year old me. That was my dream job. Absolutely. I was. Okay, I actually got in trouble at school because I thought I was a spy. (laughs) Who were you spying on? (laughs) I wouldn't, like, spy on people, but, okay, I kind of would. Oh, sorry. I kind of would spy on people because we're cutting this out. I'm not putting this in here. I'm just telling you. No, 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 no. Keep it in. It is not authentic if you take it out. in, in, In my notebooks, like, in my notebook that I had for doodling I would write down every single thing everyone did I had time stamps of like when everyone would go to the bathroom did anyone catch you and be like who is she <laughs> yes I got in trouble I got in trouble it was weird though because I got in trouble for bullying that was that what part- they said <laughs> yes yes I would have been like this is like high school shooter level like weird like stop it <laughs> no, because you're like keeping tabs on everybody. Like, oh, so yeah. and so always goes to the bathroom at two o'clock. Like, mm-hmm. that's when I got to get yeah. her. Like, I thought I was a spy. 
And I had friends doing it with me. Like I had people do it with me. And we would like sit on the floor if I was supposed did to. Did you have your like, own museum? Were I thought the, I did. Were you the director? I, I thought I thought so. I had little members. Oh, maybe this is why I got in trouble for bullying. Because it was like a spy <laughs> club. But I only like we we only let kids in that we liked. So we would make them little like spy cards. And it was like your membership card. Yeah. Yeah. Now we have Costco cards. We love being adults. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how the turntables. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yep. Okay. Which old lady did you relate to the most? Who was the one that was into the weird catacomb stuff? Was Natalie? It, was it Natalie? I think Natalie. Yeah. The sexy yeah. lady? The ones like she, hitting on she, all the young men? She came, maybe not that part, but just the fact that she's casually like, oh yeah, catacombs, let's go. Yeah. Okay, okay. As much as I wish I could be as cool as Billy, I'm such mm. a softie. I would be Mary Alice in a heartbeat. Uh-huh. Like, everything's got to be just so. I will also be making all the snacks, because also Mary Alice is chefing it up the whole time they were there, like. Oh, yeah, at the house, yeah. <laughs> I would have to be Mary Alice. Oh, my gosh. Of all the ways that we learned how to murder a person, which way do you think, like, would be your style? Because you know how, oh. like, what, like Helen was a sharpshooter and Natalie yeah. liked bombs. And um, Billy did, like, the martial arts and Mary Alice did, like, the poisoning. I think I would I think I would go poisoning. Um I think there's a quote from Game of Thrones that says like poison is the the weapon of the what is it? Like poison is basically like the weapon. Isn't it like of the, the coward. coward's weapon? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. But I think I think I would probably go poison. I feel like poison is so cool. I like as a child, I feel like I would have always wanted to be like the hand to hand combat girl. Like yep. can possible it up. That's, that's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. Did I'll you just go like impossible, but I'll poison you. Was, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I exactly. I can't see. I can't read road signs. I couldn't be a sharp a sharp shooter. Oh my gosh! I know. <laughs> Same. Holy moly! Oh my gosh. Let's see. So which, um, like board, like department, would you want to be in? Oh, probably, honestly, probably Providence because, like, they research and they figure out who we're going to get. Because you're a spy. Because you got timestamps yeah, exactly. for when everyone goes to the bathroom. <laughs> yup. Exactly. I <laughs> would totally want to do all that research and get all the tea on everybody and be like, all right, this is it. This is who we're going for. Yeah, I would totally want to do that. If you worked for Providence, would you also be low-key spying on Taylor Swift so you could see if her and – Joe were actually broken up oh and gosh. if so how long that would be the first thing I did I I moment of silence for that relationship mom, I'm gonna cry mom and if dad broke up it, I literally teared up I've already cried a couple times about it so we're gonna <sighs> I saw if it makes you feel better I saw a tiktok saying like it's they think that midnight's is the breakup album like that they, they've been broken up for a while 
Peyton's making a face. Her jaw dropped so hard. Okay, I'm gonna have to go do a deep dive. Uh, uh, l- later. Moving on. Um, a literature um, uh, no, analysis. No, I was. I was. Uh huh. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. If it, no, if I was in Providence, I would 100% just look up. Yeah, 100%. Okay. So besides Taylor Swift, who would be your next like non non assassin target for Providence? Who do you want to know everything about? Oh my gosh, what a great question. I would want to know about Oh my gosh. I... Or is there like any specific topic that like you would look up and like learn everything about? I have no clue. Oh, maybe like how much the government really like looks at and has like on our technology. I don't know why that's the first thing that came to my mind, but I would really want to know like how much like, are they watching this podcast right now? You know what I mean? I mean, considering how accurate my TikTok mm. stream is, depending on what I'm doing there in my life, probably watching it pretty well. But also, why do they care? I'm not interesting. Right? No. I would look up aliens, I think. Aliens, JFK assassination, or... Aliens. Oh, aliens. Big aliens vibes. Ah, uh, that's why is no one talking one. about aliens anymore? Do y'all remember when that was all the rage like a month ago? Was it a month ago? All the all like the UFOs? Oh, yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, we're talking about aliens right now because we're doing like a space themed reading um unit, but <laughs> that's just us. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Big ancient alien stand over here. <laughs> Oh my god. I am, I promise. It's my favorite fall asleep show. That and Gilmore Girls. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you were in one of those one of the, the groups though, what would you be in? <sighs> Probably exhibitionist, just because I get so easily frustrated with technology. Like if I could do provenance but as like a old school down and dirty spy. I would mm. do it. But like all oh, the cybersecurity yeah. stuff, I couldn't do. Absolutely. That would be way cooler. But I would do oh, both. Yeah. yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Well, that kind of wraps up our discussion of killers of a certain age. Hold on, yeah? you froze again. Aw, oh, man. Alrighty, so that wraps up our discussion of Killers of a Certain Age. And next up, Peyton's going to introduce our next buddy read. Okay, our next buddy read that we're going to talk about in the next episode is going to be actually a brand new book published like a week ago, I think. Um, and it is called, hold on, I'm so far away from my mic. I don't know why I was doing that. Don't ask, bitch. <laughs> Stupid ass bitch, I am fucking with you. Okay. Okay, so our next buddy read is actually a brand new book. This was released like a week ago. I think. 
Um, so I'm really excited for this. It is Romantic Comedy by Curtis Sittenfeld. I think it is a book of the month and a Reese's book club pick. I know it is. I know it's both. So that's kind of exciting. Um, here is our description. Okay. Here we go. Sally Mills is a sketch writer for the Night Owls, the late night live comedy show that airs each Saturday, a.k.a. (laughs) This is based off of SNL, okay? (laughs) So, like, not hidden at all. No, not even close. (laughs) With a couple of heartbreaks under her belt, she's long abandoned the search for love, settling instead for the occasional hookup, career success, and a close relationship with her stepfather to round out a satisfying life. But when Sally's friend and fellow writer, Danny Horst, begins dating Annabelle, a glamorous actor who guest-hosted the show, he joins the not-so-exclusive group of talented but average-looking and even dorky men at the show, and in society at large, who've gotten romantically involved with incredibly beautiful and accomplished women. I think we could all think of a real-life situation like that in our lives. Oh, yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Sally channels her annoyance into a sketch called The Danny Horst Rule, poking fun at this phenomenon while underscoring how unlikely it is that the reverse would ever happen for a woman. Enter Noah Brewster, a pop music sensation with a reputation for dating models, who signed on as both host and musical guest for this week's show. Dazzled by his charms, Sally hits it off with Noah instantly, and as they collaborate on one sketch after another, she begins to wonder whether there might actually be sparks flying. But this isn't a romantic comedy, it's real life. And in real life, someone like him would never date someone like her, right? With her keen observations and a trademark ability to bring complex women to life on the page, Sittenfeld explores the neurosis-inducing and heart-fluttering wonder of love while slyly dissecting the societal, sorry, no. While slyly dissecting the social rituals of romance and gender relations in the modern age. I'm excited about this one. How are you feeling, Sid? I'm excited. I love, like, a light rom-com. I love SNL. So I think it'll be good. And I oh my like gosh, that it points I know. out, like... I love that it points out the, like... It's very rarely that, like, an ugly girl is with a hot guy. But so many times there's dorky men with hot women. And I feel like it just shows kind of, like, the self-esteem gap. Because, like, mm-hmm. men think that they're the shit no matter what. And women right. are always, like, extra hard on themselves, so I feel like that's where it's at. Kind of like, you know, how, like, women, like, never negotiate for, like, a higher salary or, like, apply for jobs that they're not, like, fully qualified for, but men do it all the time, and then they get things that they don't deserve. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I also love SNL. I'm excited for this. Uh, this is very different from something that we've read on the podcast before. This is just... rom-com like it's literally called romantic comedy which i love um and i love the the not even trying to hide the snl uh reference so i'm super excited about this one i think it's going to be another light read but with some i mean it sounds like it's got some real stuff in it like whatever you know you know the reacher settler theory i think it's how i met your mother what the the reacher settler theory no. In every relation, in every relationship, there's a reacher and a settler. And if you're the reacher, you're like maybe a three or a four, and your partner's like a seven. And if you're the settler, you're like a seven or you're up there, and you settled for a lower 
whatever. And it's always, always, the man is always the reacher. No, wait, did I do it backwards? The man, no, that's yes. Right. The man is always the reacher. He's always the one that got someone way above his. Ah. Think, think about real life couples that you know. Think about it. Oh yeah. I know Who's so hotter friends though? that are like, Oh yeah, I'm like y'all got some dorky husbands. I have a dorky husband, but I think he's cute. I guess that's I guess that's what happens to everybody. I guess. <laughs> like I'm trying to think, even like freaking celebrity couples. Yeah. Like people like. Yeah. Like who is it? Zach Galifianakis They're... and like Seth Rogen, dorks. Oh uh, yeah, dorks. It, with celebrities, I guess with real life people too, it's always they're either totally equal or it's the woman who's hotter for sure. Yeah. I feel like there's so many more like standards for women. Yeah. Women try so much harder. I forgot the toiletries bag. Mm-hmm. Actually, I take it back. I'm not taking full credit for that. I okay. packed the toiletries bag and Josh was finishing packing his bag. And so while he was doing that, I put, like, my backpack, our big suitcase that had, like, both of our stuff in it, and the car, and then, like, all of my sleep stuff. And then he got done packing his backpack, and he put it in the car. And he's like, all right, we're good to go. I was like, cool. So I assumed that he, like, checked the rest of the house for everything. He forgot the toiletries bag. So we had to, like, go buy all the important things. He's like, I have curly hair. Like, I gotta have mousse. Gotta have hair oil. We gotta have toothpaste. Had to go get all those things, right? Oh, yeah. And he also is, you know, he's got good hair, so he needed dry shampoo, and he needed hairspray, and he needed his hair creamy stuff. But, like, we were buying all the things, right? I didn't have mascara. I didn't have anything. And so we were buying all the things at Walgreens. And he was like, oh, being a woman is so expensive. It's like, Correct. I know, dude. Like, this isn't, this is, like, the bare necessities. I didn't even get eyebrow gel. Like, this is the bare necessities, bro. Ugh. Yeah, I'm living like a caveman, okay? <laughs> Literally. I was like, not my best mousse. I didn't even buy shampoo and conditioner. I had to use the crappy Airbnb shampoo and conditioner. And if you're a woman, then you know. Ugh. That ain't mm-hmm. it. That ain't Mm-mm. it. I have $30 shampoo and conditioner. You know that was like $2 swath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> yeah, yeah, Josh the is other astounded. Day, we were going to... We were leaving the apartment, going to the house, get halfway to the house. And Blake's like, oh, do you have the key? I'm like, no, I don't have the key. You should have the key to the house. He's like, I don't have it. I'm like, oh, my God. We get back to the apartment and he says, OK, go in and grab it. So I go inside my purse to get my apartment key. Oh, I pull was out it the there? house key. <laughs> I was in- it was Oops. in my purse the entire time, and I had the audacity to not even check my purse when he asked. <laughs> I said, I don't have it. You have it, of course. Oh, and I, I pulled love it out, it. and he just looked at me, and I just looked at him, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm so dumb. I don't know if I haven't fully evolved into adulthood yet or if I'm just not a girly girl. I don't know. But, like, my keys are on, like, a climbing carabiner. That's my life. All of my keys, like, my car keys, our house keys. Right now we have, like, you know, like, the mailbox boxes that are, like, at apartment complexes where you have the key to that. Yeah. I've got my work keys. Like, all the keys. <laughs> and pepper spray, because I'm a woman. Exactly. And Josh has been driving my car, and he's like, 
you have so much on your keychain. I was like, I'm just trying to survive. If if all those keys weren't on there, I would lose them. They have to be yeah. there. They can't be separate. Yeah. My car key, because I just have the fob. I just can press the button in my car. I don't have to like put yeah, it. Yeah, because you live in the 21st century. <laughs> um, <laughs> but my fob isn't connected to anything, and I lose it all the time. And I finally come to the point where I'm like, I, I can't keep living like this. I need to get a... Like, a big strap for it so I can find it easily and put my other keys on it. I don't know why I'm doing this to myself. I'm just like digging for my car key every day. <laughs> every Dummy. day. I am most excited to get a new car so that I can live in the 21st century as well and not have to manually unlock my it's car. It's so fun. I don't even have like a, I don't even have a clicker. Like it's just, I know. Key and turn it. If I'm I know. chased, I'm dead. I'm dead. Yeah. You have pepper spray. You're fine. Yeah. I had to take that off my keychain for something <laughs> or another. It's too much. Too much on the keychain. I always feel guilty about carrying it into work because I work with, like, small autistic children. I feel like it's yeah. unsafe. Could be a hazard. Mm, oh, well. Just don't. Just keep. Just don't let them near your keys. That's what I always think. But they do crazy stuff. Like, put their toes mm. on my straws mm. and poop in my hand. It's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to our TED Talk. Okay, well, that's us introducing <laughs> our next buddy read. <laughs> and more. Follow along. <laughs> Follow along. All right. I hope y'all had fun listening to his chit chat about bookish news, our last buddy read, our new buddy read crazy stuff about homes and stars hollow and crazy kids and all the things yeah, yeah. that's us yep so we're we excited got booked to read up. Did uh, oh yeah we got booked up i got booked up so hard <laughs> i'm i'm excited so. to read a uh, romantic comedy this is gonna be a good one you know it's gonna be good when yeah. it's a book club it's a reese's book club and a book of the month okay okay anyway yes with it only being out for a week. Yeah, seriously. So, um, so good. If you want to read this with us, uh, follow along, friend us on the story graph. I'm P431. Don't make me say yours. <laughs> Sydney, S I D N E Y underscore W 33. You spelled that so fast. That was. Good job. S for salt. I for igloo. D for dog. N for nose. <laughs> okay, I go um, on? Uh, also, shall I go? Also, follow us on Instagram at Let's Get Booked Up Pod and on TikTok at Let's Get Booked Up Pod. And let us know your thoughts on these books. Maybe tell us what we should read next. Help us out. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. We will talk to y'all in two weeks. TGYL!